Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love podcast. Today on the show, we have a very dear friend of mine, Rafael Martinez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi, Raph. Hi. Hi, honey. (laughs) We've been friends for almost 10 years now, which is crazy that we have had our ups and downs. <laughs> Which maybe uh-huh. we'll talk about. <laughs> uh-huh. We might. <laughs> we might. But we met uh in the rooms at One Taste, um, which is orgasmic meditation. And Raf was working for One Taste at the time, I believe, and teaching at this orgasm mastery program I was in. And I was terrified of Raf. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so terrified. Well, you're like the most penetrating human <laughs> that I've ever met. And there's no hiding from Raph, just so you know. Like, if he looks at you, he sees you. He, like, can feel all of these thoughts <laughs> that you probably don't want anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. They, all these thoughts that you don't want anybody to ever see. Raph is a master at finding them and pointing them out in like the most loving way, but it makes me squirm. Like usually I want to shit myself because he's right <laughs> and then I'm terrified. So that's my <laughs> <laughs> That is such a fun introduction. I love it. <laughs> kind of how our relationship has gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like you to intro yourself. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, like, I, I think that's one of the things that I enjoy so much about the work that I do is that, that feeling like I've trained for a long time. I've been in this personal development path for about 15 years at this point. And it really has the main thing I've, I've trained and learned is just how to feel how to feel what I'm feeling and how to feel what other people around me are feeling. And then from there grew my ability to be a coach and to do the penetrating thing, uh, you know, to do it with friends, but then also to do it with consenting clients. (laughs) And you know what, for those people who don't know what penetrating means, because not everybody listening is going to have this similar vocabulary, like what does that mean to you? So uh, it's interesting because penetrating always feels to me like uh, this window opens, you know, like I'm standing in front of someone and the first thing that will usually happen is I start to feel something, you know, I start to feel warm or I start to feel cool or a buzzing starts somewhere in my body. And then the more attention I put on that and the more attention I put on the other person, it feels like layers melt away. And usually that's when the person starts to squirm a little. (laughs) And then I can feel if there's a a particular emotion that's under there happening for them. And my favorite thing in that moment is usually to acknowledge the fact that I can feel what they're feeling. 
And then that's when it makes him even more nervous because like, oh my God, he can feel what I'm feeling, what's happening there. And then it becomes an invitation. And I just open up my body to become an invitation for the other person to come out. So it's very penetrating to go into someone's space like that. But the interesting thing for me is that it always feels like I'm inviting someone in into my system mm -hmm. rather than necessarily penetrating theirs. And so it, it can be fun and interesting, but the most fun part of it is that I get to feel just so much of what the other person's feeling. Mm -hmm. And when I care about someone, that's especially important because I can feel what they're feeling and I can love them there. I can support them there. I can challenge them there, or I can even play there. Hmm. I love that. And I'm just going to preface this before we even get started more of this, that Raph is a little under the weather, so he's recovering. <laughs> so if you're a cough, and some drinking of water, Raph is taking care of himself, and life goes on. And Absolutely. what I, I want to say about that is, um, being your friend, it's such a beautiful part of our friendship. It's like, I mm. could be feeling a lot of feelings as I know I am. And maybe I've been like holding it all in. And it really is an invitation in because the way I feel it from you, it is with so much love. And I do feel this invitation to allow my whole body to melt. Mm. It's fully okay and allowed for me to be a mess in your presence mm. because I feel this invitation from you to like be right with it. And it's, and, and I can feel the truth is that you want that. Like, this mm -hmm. is what matters to you most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And my question for you is, because it's such a skill to be able to feel in the way that you do without, without taking on anybody else's stuff. Mm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you allow yourself to feel another human being so deeply be with it, be fully present with that, and then not have it attached to you. Like walk us through that because I know that's mm. so much training and learning and like years of practice to get to a place of that level of skillfulness in relating. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the question. That's an awesome question, actually. It's one of my... Um... One of the things that I have a lot of gratitude for, for all of the time I've spent in these practices, because fundamentally what you're describing is the ability to remain anchored within myself and expand from there. Mm -hmm. I think one of the flaws that a lot of us make when we first start to learn how to feel and how to interact with others is that we begin to feel and we go into somebody else's system, but we leave our own. Mm-hmm. You know, we leave our own and then go over there. And then when we come back, it's hard to do. And it also like, it's hard to let go of stuff because we didn't, we, we kind of walked in there, picked up stuff, don't realize it's not ours and come back to ourselves. But now we're coming back to ourselves. We don't really have a basis of comparison of like, oh, I picked something up. Sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it isn't. You know, sometimes we just come back cranky and we don't know why and we think it's, we think it, uh, it's us, but in reality, it's something we picked up over there. So one of the big trainings that I've learned is that, that, that thing of like, connect with what I'm feeling. 
And, you know, the orgasmic meditation practice has been amazing for that because it's a very proactive way of like, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? And the more time you practice that, the more you you develop your emotional intelligence to be able to distinguish, one, I'm feeling something, but secondly, two, is this mine or not? Right? And then three, oh, if it's not, what do I do about it? And if it is, what do I do about it? So those are the like basic levels of emotional intelligence, but you, you have to keep practicing the most fundamental piece of it, which is that, what am I feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? And what slowly starts to develop is you, you basically start to highlight all of the places you allow yourself to get hooked into others, where you take it personally. So if you're mad at me, and I believe there's a reason you should be mad at me, or I'm afraid there's a reason you might be mad at me, then I can get hooked in there and be like, oh my gosh, she's mad at me. And then I start spinning out on my own thing. But that's only because that was within me. If I clear that out, then you can be mad at me all you want. I can still be compassionate and connectable, but I don't have to go on the ride of there's something wrong with me or let it affect me and discombobulate me or knock me off center. And that's really the key. The first part is knowing what you're feeling and being aware to distinguish. And then the second part is that place of like the ongoing work of, oh, look, I have a red button there that somebody can walk in and push. Let me dismantle that. Let me get rid of that. So the next time my friend walks in, they don't have any buttons to push. And no matter what they bring to the table, I can love them there. I can be connectable. And this is the most important part. I can have healthy boundaries with them. Hmm. Why don't you walk us through what that might look like? Because <laughs> 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 really working on having healthy boundaries like Mm -hmm. how would you set up your healthy boundary and how would you how would you like uh, like say you have a boundary to somebody in a way that still invites them to be with you but is not in a way that's like no get away from me because i right that hard tight boundary right that's what we so often (laughs) have boundaries is will they come out really harsh and abrasive because we're protecting ourselves. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how it goes when we're first learning. And we need to have compassion with our, compassion with ourselves in that way, because it is, it's a big deal to learn to have healthy boundaries. We're taught it's not okay. And we shouldn't have them. And we should just always be available for everything mm-hmm. in our life needs. But, mm-hmm. and, and I love the way that you present your boundaries because it never has me feel like I'm not welcome. Mm. What does that look like for you? And how, like for somebody who's just beginning this process of having healthy boundaries, like what is like a, a step that they could take or, you know, how Mm. would that look? Well, I I'll tell you my secret weapon, my secret tool, my secret, which is not so secret because I tell everyone about it. <laughs> it's um, compliment sandwiches. Compliment sandwiches are the thing to practice to get better at boundaries. Because it, it, uh, for those of you who don't know, a compliment sandwich is a three-step process that you do within yourself that you follow whenever you're communicating with people, specifically for adjustments. If you want to make an adjustment w- with a person or a situation, the first step is you you acknowledge something that works for you. 
you name something that either brings you pleasure or that you appreciate or that you like about the person or the situation that you are about to adjust. So it might be in a situation of setting a boundary, it might be something like, you know, I really appreciate your enthusiasm for wanting to do this. Or I value the fact that you wanted to work with me. And then you do the adjustment. And could we keep the phone conversation down to half an hour, please? And then when they do it, you say, thank you. The thank you finishes off the last part of the sandwich. Um, now, here's the, here's the catch. It's simple. It's a very simple exercise in that way, right? Here's the catch. And this is one of the first things that people say. It's like, oh, it sounds like a shit sandwich. And it's like, <laughs> it's like no, <laughs> I can understand that. I was like, oh, I, I really love this guy today. And God, you're an awful human being. You know, it's not that. <laughs> it's not at all. Because here's the catch that the, the, the trick and the important piece of this is that the first part, the, the compliment part, is not actually a compliment. It's more of a you are reminding yourself something that works, mm -hmm. something that is good. Most of us walk into a situation of setting boundaries where there's something wrong. And so that's part of where our harshness comes from, right? Like most of us believe like nobody's going to want to receive me uh, telling them there's something wrong. I have to be a little meaner to protect myself from them. Like I have to be harsh. Like, But all that is is a buffer where we're trying to protect ourselves from the vulnerability of asking something from someone where we feel we're at risk. What if they say no? What if they think I'm a horrible person? What if they get angry and lash out at me? So most of us put on that buffer of like crankiness and, you know, sharpness to protect ourselves from that. What happens is when we do that first piece of the compliment sandwich, we are reminding ourselves like, actually, this isn't a bad thing. This is an adjustment. There is a reason I'm here and there's an actual value, something I do appreciate, something I do like about the person. I'm not just going to look at them through the filter of this is my enemy. Instead, I'm going to be reminded this is someone that I there's something here I value and I want an adjustment. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the re part of the reason. And the, the second part of the reason for the compliment sandwich is whenever you interact with someone else and you come in with that fear or that feeling of there's a problem or anger, they feel it and their defenses go up. Mm -hmm. So whatever you try to offer as an adjustment, whatever you're asking them to do now feels like an intrusion and you risk their immune response. Like their immune system will try to fight you off. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something they want, they'll be like, well, this and that, or I don't know, or, or the classic, I don't like the tone you're using with me, mm -hmm. which is a form of like, hey, there's something happening here and I'm protecting myself. And now you have a disconnect and miscommunication. So Doing the first part of the compliment sandwich begins to disarm a lot of these uh, subconscious and automatic defense mechanisms that we both have on either side of the conversation. So it reminds us of that so that when you get to the part of making the request, now it sounds like, oh, my friend is asking me for an adjustment, not like my worst enemy is here to kill me. Mm -hmm. And then you a, can yeah. connection around it. Yes, you can stay in connection, which is very important in the long term, because one, this is how we build relationships and friendships. We have the difficult conversations, but in a way which is loving both to ourselves and to them. Mm -hmm. This is also a great place where if it's someone you don't want to build a long term relationship with, this is also a great way to establish a boundary that is kind and loving to yourself. Mm 
right? I didn't come in here swinging and potentially getting hurt. Instead, I came in here in a way where by the end of this conversation, I feel clear. My conscience is clear because I showed up at my best. Mm. I didn't have to go for my weapons. So that becomes a, a, another big piece of it. And so when you give the adjustment, one of the things that's going to happen is over time, you're going to begin to understand and feel the things you have a difficult time giving adjustments for. The important part to this process is that you've done the work beforehand to, to be honest with yourself. What is the charge that I have with this person or this situation or this thing that's happening right now? What is it? It's like, oh, I, I realize that if I give this adjustment, I may risk losing money. I may risk losing a friendship. I may risk something that I value, like my relationship with my parents. Or if you happen to be talking to your boss, there's a feeling of I may be risking my job, therefore my well-being. Mm -hmm. There's always a particular thing that has it be that setting a boundary is often difficult for us. And so in that adjustment phase, you will often have to stay very present and notice like, oh, wow, I'm getting scared that I'm going to jeopardize that, that, that. Now, this part is a little bit harder to do, but in the long term, it'll get clearer. So by the time you walk in there and acknowledge what works and give the adjustment, it's like, oh, I feel vulnerable and open, but I'm not shaking like a wind in the leaf, like a leaf in the wind, and I'm not taking out my my daggers. Mm -hmm. And I and I love this because it has me think of the even deeper thing is why we don't set our boundaries. Mm -hmm. The fear it really comes to this core fear fear of survival. Like mm -hmm. I am not going to be loved. If I'm not loved, I I'll die or mm -hmm. fear of like, won't have food on my table and then I'll die or, you know, whatever our, that fear is that has us stop ourselves from having these healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so it's like, oh, then we need, we need to examine why, like what is like what can we do to kind of like so like soften that fear or work with that like what's the deeper work we need to do around that and that's one of the beautiful things about the compliments sandwich that i like is that that first step reminds me that i'm not in survival mode and i can soften and open and usually what most of the time when i set a boundary like that what it usually looks like is some form of like Hey, I appreciate this. I like this. And then it opens up into a, some vulnerable version of like, and I'd like to make this adjustment. It's making me afraid of this, or I have a fear of this, or this thing happened and I'm getting upset and triggered about it. And it comes across in such a vulnerable place that I got to tell you, most people that I've set boundaries with and made these adjustments with generally turn to me with love instead of fighting me, which is what I feared would happen. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't understand yet that when we do bring it up in this way with like gentleness, tenderness, you know, like there's a softness to it when we bring it this way. Like, mm -hmm. it's, like this is me revealing my heart to you. Mm -hmm. And it has, it like has us be able to be with each other in this, in this sweet way. And it mm -hmm. may feel hard, but it's actually way less hard than not saying it you know I, mm -hmm. I think that's like um 
it's actually way less painful to walk through the fire than not to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because here's the thing, anything we don't, we're not willing to walk through now and we put on the shelf accrues interest. Mm -hmm. And on the long term, having to go back to it is like, <laughs> oh, right. And now it's got all those years of bottled up emotion that you have to work through mm -hmm. to get to the thing again. Mm -hmm. So good. And um, I want to walk back to what we talked about around adjustments and maybe just, again, give sort of like a little like, what does giving an adjustment mean? And because you also do this in such a beautiful way and have taught me like, um, especially as a stroke E in the world of orgasmic meditation, which I've talked about in previous podcasts of like giving an adjustment um, can also be really hard. Mm -hmm. so what does an adjustment mean? And like, how do you, you know, how do you uh, like give an adjustment also? Mm, beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So here's the thing. An adjustment to me is, and this is part of why the first part of the compliment sandwich is so important to me. Usually what it means is that we're going along in life, we're doing a thing, and then something goes in a direction we're not a yes to, we're a no to. And we want to adjust the path, you know, whether it's adjusted a little bit or dramatically adjusted, but it's an adjustment. We don't want to stop life from happening. We want to adjust how it's happening or in the way it's showing up or what's going on there. And so remembering that positivity of like, oh, there's nothing wrong right now, but there's this thing here that isn't working for me. Like it hurts. It's upsetting me or it's just going in a direction I don't want to go to. Like I want to go in a different direction. That adjustment, that, that feeling of I want to adjust, that's the thing that we're trying to communicate to the other person. And so making that adjustment, it's, of, it's often vulnerable because like I said before, you might get a no. The person might decide is like, well, I'm a no to your adjustment. I'm going to keep going in this direction, in which case you'll have to make a difficult decision and no longer be on that person's ride. Yeah. And that's the deep fear most of us have. It's like, oh, I can't tell my parents not to talk, not to call me at this hour because they'll get upset. Mm -hmm. And somewhere subconsciously, we have that feeling of if my parents are upset, terrible things will happen. Mm -hmm. They'll either withdraw their love or they'll withdraw their attention. Or when we were younger, they might withdraw their support of us. The house, the food, our well-being, it's all tied into that survival piece. And so we still have those layers attached to certain things we value. Like I said before, the thing with the boss, like I like maybe your boss is a particularly loud one or he they're they're particularly crass or they're particularly like uh you know a non-PC or toxic in some of their behaviors. And there's that feeling of I can't adjust here because I am risking my job. Therefore, my well-being, therefore, death, <laughs> basically, you know, mm -hmm. and so that adjustment that that willingness to look at something of like, okay, I like my job, I enjoy my job it's beneficial to me, uh, my boss does his job well, and this particular piece needs to be adjusted. That's where the adjustment comes from. And then doing the compliment sandwich then has a be that we can walk in and say it's like, hey, there's something important I want to talk to you about. Um, makes me a little nervous to say this because I do, uh, 
I do feel like this might be a kind of tricky thing to ask you. And there's a particular behavior you've been engaging with that I'm not okay with. Mm. Can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. And then it leads me to this question of like, what if you receive a no to your adjustment? Like what advice would you give to somebody? Because it is a lot of sensation. It feels, Mm -hmm. can be overwhelming. It can feel really scary to receive a no to making a request or an adjustment or having a boundary in that way. Like if somebody says no to you, what, <laughs> what would you like tell your clients? Like how would well, you? The, the unfiltered version is the first thing I say is breathe and unclench your butt. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, right? It's like the moment we get a no, part of us is, we take our breath and our, we clench our butt because we're now like on the defense. We're like, something terrible is about to happen. Something's happening. Like I'm about to lose the friend or they're going to get mad or, uh, uh, uh. and it's like, yeah, breathe, unclench your butt. Well, yeah. And we do, I mean, our base chakra, right? That's so much like yeah. our safety, our home, like our steadiness. And mm-hmm. so that you're at. That it goes. The first thing that happens, right? And and that's the thing. And this is why it's such an interesting path and why it's so important to practice noticing what you're feeling on a regular basis. Because that'll be the moment when all that training comes into play, when all of those neural pathways have been built. So you can notice, like they say, no, like, oh, wow, I'm totally clenched up. <sighs> can I take a moment? That's the second thing I would say. If you're starting to feel overwhelmed, Take a moment. And if the person says no and start talking about stuff, you can say, wait, could you just give me a second, please? Mm -hmm. Just give me a moment. I just want to breathe for a moment and receive your no. There we go. And here's the important part. That moment is just to unclench your butt and start breathing. You don't have to get rid of any of your feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling anger and sadness and upset and any of those things, you're still welcome to have them. But now the invitation is to be fully present with them and judge and calibrate as best as you can what the resonant response is. Because this is one of the hardest things about uh, boundaries and about being on the other side of a boundary, which is oftentimes bumping up against someone's boundary will trigger feelings on our side. Most of us interpret Hearing a no as I did something wrong. You know, this is especially true in romantic relationships. It's like we go to offer something to someone and they say no. We go to hold someone's hand or kiss them on the cheek and they say no. And what happens? Our first thought is like, I did something wrong and we start to crumble. Or we go to fix it or fix ourselves. Right. Or we go to villainizing them. It's like, well, what do you know? And you already said this and blah, 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 and all this. And But what's actually happened is we've bumped up against the no and we're having an emotional reaction to it. So allowing yourself to slow down and unclench is the first part of like, wait, what feelings am I having? Wow, I'm really angry right now. Why am I so angry about this? What's happening? Where is this coming from? It's like, oh, right. This anger is coming from all the times all those ex-girlfriends said no to me. Right. It's so often not even about that thing. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's about the thing that happened 20 years ago that we still haven't faced. 
Right. And uh, even if we faced a lot of it on a cognitive level, we might not have faced it on an emotional level. And the funny thing about emotions is that emotions have their own logic. So you getting rejected by a potential partner might not have anything to do with when you were a little kid and your father left for three months and left you at home. But on an emotional level, it might. And that's the part that we don't know until we're willing to slow down and, and just get to understand and know what our feelings are, when they're coming from. And this is one of the things why uh, I always think it's an amazing thing to, as gracefully as possible, when you receive a no, say thank you, and then not ask why. Because in that moment, one of, the, one of the pitfalls that most of us get into is we go, but why? Then they give us a reason, and then we think it's about that reason. And we start to fight and trying to convince. And that's when we're suddenly pushing on somebody else's boundary. We're trying, now we're pushing against the try to, and then that's the edges where consent starts to come in and violation starts to come in. Instead, when we're willing to stop and say, thank you and sit with our feelings, we can reveal stuff about ourselves. And here's the, the catch. Sometimes that re revelation is what actually opens the door to us to get what we want. A fucking men. <laughs> I also love this, like this idea of thank you. We may not feel this in the moment when we're receiving oh, yeah. a no. The oh, yeah. note for receiving a no. But if you're a human on this path to self-discovery and learning about yourself and peeling the layers back, there's so much to learn about mm -hmm. ourselves within that no. It like Absolutely. feels really uncomfortable and painful. And then we, we, it's like, we can choose to either be like stuck in the anger or the finger pointing, or we can sit and look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the greatest gifts uh, that you can receive from an interaction where emotions that you did not understand before are now being brought to the surface and are now triggered. Because I can tell you this right now, if you want to ever live a life where you feel completely free, then this is the place where it starts. Dismantling the places where you are still trapped by certain circumstances, emotions, or beliefs. Mm -hmm. You get that no from someone, you slow down. And here's the thing, I will say, sometimes that no doesn't have to be the most graceful thing. But just, uh, the thank you doesn't have to be the most graceful thing. Like somebody can say no to you and you can be like, well, okay. thank you. I'm going to need a minute. I'll be back in a little bit. <clears throat> and then, you know, you walk away. Mm -hmm. And allowing yourself to actually like, you know, acknowledge their no and walk away. Right. And give yourself time to process those feelings. And it's going to be imperfect. And I think that's mm. really helpful reminder to me too, is that it's, like love is like, we're never going to love perfectly. Right. And mm. so much of this is really about love and we're never going to get it all right. So mm. <laughs> maybe we can put the bat down and be like, Oh, I said, thank you in this imperfect way, you know, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You can always come back and clean it up later, but in that moment, just acknowledging their no and then finding your space to have your feelings, that's the important part. Because I can guarantee you right now that, one, not a lot of people, uh, we don't often get the opportunity to experience a clean, uh, a clean thank you to our no's. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Like actually have our boundaries appreciated. There's times when I like, I set a boundary and there's people like, thank you for taking care of yourself. And I get really annoyed, but deep down, I know (laughs) it's like, no, this is a good thing. And, oh, look, I'm having feelings at being received. Mm. I'm having feelings at having like this, my boundaries actually respected. And what happens for me on that side? So there's all of these dynamics that we have about boundaries and how we navigate our yeses and our noes that, uh, it's it's a it's an amazing amazing place to grow and i can tell you right now it uh the skills move across the board so if you are willing to do this process to try a compliment sandwich to have a boundary with the person at work or in at the coffee shop or or a casual acquaintance or your friends it begins to spread into the more important parts like your family or your lovers or or that deep relationship you want all of these skill set begin to proliferate across your life mm-hmm. and I love what you said about freedom because I, I think it's important for people to understand the why, like, why do we practice boundaries? Why do we practice having adjustments? And, um, the freedom is mm-hmm. like, the freedom that you feel when you practice these things is it just, it, it just takes such a weight off of your entire being. And I think so many humans walk through the world, not even knowing that this is possible. And so they mm-hmm. don't even think about having boundaries or giving adjustments or, you know, why they might do it. So I, like, what does that freedom look like to you and your being and your system? And um, just like, what's some of the why? Well, I, I saw a quote recently, somebody said something, I saw a quote on a, a, a story somewhere about um, having a clear conscience is the path to freedom. You know, and, and I love that feeling of it. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like I I have been living this path. And I can tell you right now that for at least the past seven or eight years, I've really reached a deeper level of commitment to having a clear conscience. And having a clear conscience isn't just admitting the things you've done wrong. It's also admitting the places you've gotten hurt, admitting the places you're still hurting, and admitting the places where you wanted to speak up and you didn't. You know, having a clear conscience, because here's what happens. Whenever we show up to a situation and we don't do the resonant thing, we don't like speak up for ourselves. We don't name the place where we see someone being hurt or, or getting hurt or where we're getting hurt. When we don't name a boundary and we let it be crossed, that sits in our system. Some part of us remembers because our <clears throat> our brains are amazing in this way. Our brains are constantly learning. And what they start to learn is like, oh, that boundary isn't being respected by me or the other person. Whenever we get near that boundary, we're probably going to get hurt. It happened last time. It happened the past five times. It past, happened the past 20 times. So now our brain, as we move forward in the day, has this tally going on in the background of like, okay, there's that boundary and there's that boundary. And this one's well held, but that one isn't. So that one's more dangerous. And it's just this weight that we carry within us. But what starts to happen is the better we get with boundaries, the less our mind starts to worry about, are we going to be attacked or get hurt? Because mm-hmm. it knows our boundaries are w- well held. And it creates a sense of safety in our own. Mm-hmm. 
Right, because you can trust yourself. Like your body starts to trust like, oh no, this human being holds boundaries well and is going to protect us from getting hurt. And that safety starts to build within ourselves. And then we start, it becomes this loop. It's like the more we, we, we do esteemable acts, the more our body and our system trusts us. And the more a body trusts us, the more esteem we have to hold boundaries. And it begins to build up. And suddenly we get to a place where we're very clear and we're very uh, loving and also very clear about our boundaries. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation and not right now. And us, it actually has us be way more connectable. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can take more risks. We can open our heart more. We can face all of those ways in which we've been unwilling to open our hearts, but have been blaming other people for it. Oh, God. And then open <laughs> a whole other thing. And I'll like, for another day because we can talk uh-huh. about that forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you so much. I love this. I love... Um, just like this is a conversation you and I would just have like mm-hmm. and, you know that's why I love this platform is like we'll just mm-hmm. get to on these amazing things and you're so fucking brilliant and I love you so much thank you <laughs> so likewise and yeah then- thank you likewise <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I, w- I would love to why don't you tell us like what you're doing and what you're up to now and like what you're working on because I think people need to know about I mean hearing just how brilliant you are Mm. I I want people to know what you're up to and like how to work with you and tell us okay yeah thank you for that I really appreciate that And, and yeah thank you so much for inviting me on this you know like you said these are the conversations we have and I love having them. And like you said, I, I do think that there's a lot of like value for this kind of conversation to go out into the world. I know because I have benefited from other people having these conversations with me. And so I love that it's going out into the world for others to experience it. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. For Thank you for the opportunity. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to say is, is that, yeah, people can find me. I'm very active on social media. You can also find me in my website, uh, rafaelmartinezcoaching.com. You can find me on there. Yeah, uh, you can, huh? <laughs> rafaelmartinezcoaching.com. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's another benefit of getting sick. Like my voice goes a little bit deeper and then I can do things like that oh, and say, yes, you, you've got this. Exactly like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so if you want to know more and want to connect more, uh, definitely find me in social media. You can find me in my website. There's uh, links there for my social media that you can find me in. You can also look me up um, in Facebook. I have an artist page, Rafael Martinez Artist, as well as a coaching page, as well as my personal page. You can contact me in any and all of those. Um what I would say is right now, the most exciting thing that I'm, uh, my basic package that I offer people is a three month program, uh, where they work with me, uh, through three sessions per, per month and unlimited text messaging, which I find it really, really useful for accountability purposes. Okay. Um, I say, having yeah. an app on your side in form of text, like, yes, please. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite, favorite things to do. And it's like, it really is like, that place where like having someone on the side that you can text at any moment and say, 
oh, I stumbled. It's like, okay, great. This is what we do. Hey, I came up against that. This is what we do. And that to me has been the platform that I've been able to experience having people, uh, the greatest amount of sustainable change. Because mm. I think that to me is the hardest part of this. Like a lot of us are able to identify the things that are not working, but it's the the practices and the consistency that actually brings about the consistent change. Without the practice, yeah. And somebody who's willing to be a friend with you as you walk through that particular path, that to me has been incredibly, incredibly useful, which is why it's my main program. It's my main package that I offer. Um, and then the thing that I've been getting really excited about over the uh, last uh, few weeks and months is that I've been working a lot more on my art and I've been seeing just how much more coaching helps with art. And let's just... I, you people Raph is an extremely talented artist (laughs) I have a couple of gorgeous paintings Mm. that I'm sitting looking at right now maybe I won't tell you all what it is (laughs) (laughs) I think we should have a a show all its own about like paintings and art and that kind of stuff I think that'd be awesome but your art is so beautiful and it like Mm. I love how it depicts like it really depicts reality like Mm. you're not and this is how I see your art is like showing like the beauty and like the pain and like Mm. ugliness and like the full range. Like when you paint and what I see, it's not just what's beautiful. It's like, what's Mm. true. And so Mm. I really see how all of this work that you do and all the work you've done on yourself really lands in your art in such a gorgeous way. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And that is the the thing that excites me about helping others with and helping artists. Like uh, my partner was watching the one of the Metallica documentaries recently where they hired a life coach. And as they were going through the stuff, I was like, yeah, totally. Yes, absolutely. And then we saw the Quincy Jones one and as well, a lot of like personal development in there. And it was that, it was like that exact piece that you said is this place where we as artists have the opportunity to feel and experience the world and put it out into the world in such a way where others can resonate with it. Others can look at it and see a true version of an experience and be in that experience and let themselves be changed by it. Mm. And that that's one of the things that really, really excites me. So I'm always looking forward to working with any people, helping them through a process and helping them find their deeper creativity and, and express that into the world. <laughs> I'm so excited for anybody that gets to work with you and really gets to experience like the magic of what you are and who you are. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely a, a, an amazing, exciting experience for me as well. So I love doing it. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, like, uh, it's a hell of a journey. It's a beautiful and amazing journey. I'm working with a bunch of people right now, different clients. And every time, man, every time they step in there and they start doing the work and they start and their lives just change. Mm-hmm. It's just an announcement. It's probably not going to be easy, <laughs> but it sure as hell is going to be fun working with you. Um, as being your friend is, is like getting to those really tender spots. And we often are like laughing hysterically. Mm. <laughs> like, like, laughing and crying laughing and crying at the same but like seriously what a what a fucking pleasure you know like mm. it feels so 
pleasurable to feel your skill and your like the way that you help adjust the way that you help people alchemize whatever it is they're working through like it's a joy mm. mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> thank you for that yeah it really is and that like you said is like there's there's this place where because i do i firmly do believe that i believe that all of us have the opportunity to experience our life from a place of like it's joyous to feel feelings because we're not trapped by them anymore mm-hmm. that we can have all these feelings and then be you know move through them and move on to the next thing and there's a richness there and that anyone and everyone has this deep brilliance within them that will help them navigate all that we just most of us just need a little help navigating when things get overwhelming and so yeah it 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 does get to be a great pleasure to cry and laugh at the same time (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Mm-hmm. Oh, Rap, I love you so much. And I'm just <sighs> so grateful for our friendship and mm. like getting to see you come out in the world of what you mm. do and really hone in what your brilliance is and like the way that you work with people and just the service because mm. truly you are such a being of service. Mm. You know, it's and it always amazes me like how love literally just pours through you. It's like this, like this ever flowing fountain. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's just like Thank you. you've done such an amazing job of like patching up your own cracks to where it feels mm. like this ever vescent, like it flows. Right? It's like overflowing. Mm-hmm. I think everybody you. in your life really gets to feel that, like as your friend and you know people that you work with and. um I just so appreciate that about you. And mm. thank you so much. Love you too, love. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, in conclusion, work with Raph. <laughs> in case you didn't get that. <laughs> I think everyone could use a little rap in their life. And we're going to post all the different ways that you can find him in the show notes. Mm-hmm. His art, his coaching, what he's up to, his social media, and you can get on the raft train. Mm-hmm. It's a fun I train, I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh huh. Toot toot. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to say before we close? Just one last thing. Um, I know we mentioned a couple of tools uh, previously. If you have any interest or you want to find out more details about what those tools are, what they look like, feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can always email me at Rafael Martinez Coaching at gmail.com. I think that's the email. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Actually, no, you know what? Scratch that one. Uh, You can email me at my personal email, rmartinez underscore a at yahoo.com. You can email me there and I can tell you more about the, about the tools. If you have any questions, I especially love feedback when people try this stuff out because i always believe that the greatest change does happen when you try it out i can offer you a bunch of things and the the change in your life is not going to happen until you try it out and you take your own notes and you figure out how you work 
Right. Doesn't work through osmosis, baby. You got to work through all in order for them to work. Absolutely. And so I always love hearing from people that, you know, reach out to me like, hey, I tried that tool and this happened, or I tried this other thing and man, this thing happened or that thing happened. I love hearing about that. I love geeking out about that. So please feel free to reach out to me anytime and let me know how these are going. Okay, my loves. Well, I hope you enjoyed and I love you all so much. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me on social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love.